Greetings, parish orphans and retrogrades. The late breaking news in the Catholic world, particularly in America, is that of Bishop David O'Connell, who was shot down in his own bedroom, in his own house, late last week. And it has recently come out in the Irish Times that he had some extreme views. So we wanted to report on those. In the next 15 minutes, there's supposed to be some more details released about Bishop David O'Connell's attacker. Uh, details are emerging there, and it's a really, really, really strange story. But first, I just want to open with an Our Father, pray for the repose of Bishop David O'Connell, because, of course, um, he died in a, a violent scene, and we want him to go to heaven. So... We will open today in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we've prayed for uh, Bishop O'Connell, the late Bishop O'Connell, as this story broke not 20 minutes ago in the Irish Times. Listen to it. It is by Patsy McGarry, entitled, Liberal Bishop David O'Connell Shot Dead in Los Angeles, Supported Same-Sex Parents and Ordination of Women. This has nothing to do with our prayers for him, our well-wishings for him, we want all of the bishops of the church to go to heaven. Of course, what I'm about to report about the radical, uber, hyper-radical nature of Bishop, uh, late Bishop David O'Connell's uh, views has nothing to do with our well-wishings for him. They might or might not have something to do with facts of the case that we don't yet know. Those facts are yet emerging, but the reportage of the case, not so much the details of the case, of which we have none, the reportage of the case and the lack of detail in the first three and a half days is giving me shades of the Paul Pelosi case. Now, I'm talking about the reporting of the Paul Pelosi case when he was attacked in his home, not, not even killed, and the attack on Bishop David O'Connell in his home. So the reporting from the perspective of the mainstream media, it's giving me strong intuitional shades. And I don't know what that means right now. I'm just going to follow. But listen to this story about the radical nature of Bishop O'Connell's views. A contribution by Bishop O'Connell, which endorsed non-traditional families, you know what that means, Skittles families, was cut from World Meeting of Families video in 2018. His video was censored out, or his 90-second spot, in a world meeting of families, which I remember from 2018. It was pulled out because it was so radical. A video expressing support for same-sex parents and other non-traditional families by Bishop David O'Connell, who was 69, who was shot dead in the Los Angeles suburb last Saturday, was cut from the world meeting of families promotional material two and a half years ago. Sorry, three and a half years ago. In March 2018, six months before the World Meeting of Families took place in Dublin, it, emer it emerged words of his were cut from a video prepared to promote that event. Here were those words. They included, Pope Francis, he gets it. He gets it that our society has changed so much in the last couple of generations. We have all sorts of configurations of family now. Whether it's just the traditional family of mom and dad together, or it's now mom on her own or dad on his own or a gay couple raising children or people in second marriages. No matter what the configuration of the family is, the call is still to adults to think about how to provide the best, most loving, faithful environment for children possible. So these are the apparatchiks words expressing the subversive point of view of more or less the German synodal way. Really, really radical. Over the last three and a half days since Bishop McConnell was shot, he's an auxiliary bishop, and there are like five in the LA 
archdiocese, the largest see in the United States. He has been deliberately portrayed bipartisanly, if you will, where he could be left, he could be right. He was a pro-life bishop, so that's good. He was also pro-immigrant, and um, there's some other shibboleths of far left that have been reported by the American media in otherwise very cryptic news reports about this shooting death. Only Irish Times has recently come out and given the lie to the notion that he was any kind of moderate. He was a radical. And we're just giving you the story about this recent decedent as we pray for his soul. It might or totally might not have anything to do with what happened to him, his untimely demise. Could be yes, could be no. To me, the reportage feels like the Paul Pelosi case, which was also strange. But these were the words by the late Bishop O'Connell himself. Pope Francis, he says, he gets it. He gets that our society has changed so much in the last couple of generations. And I'll end that quote there. Society's changed so much in the last couple of generations, these radicals and subversives will say. And it's really, the change is presumptively good. Or at least, um, it's actual and factual. The change is there. Society has fallen away from God. Steph is reading, just read the Pentateuch for Lent. She's going through the whole Bible. And I'm reminded how often the people of Israel fell away from their covenant with God. So he's saying, in this case, falling away from your covenant with God, having any of these sinful family situations, that's just a factotum, right? That's, that's something we have to accept. The church is wrong, it's presumed, by the German Synodal Way or James Martin S.J. or uh, Father, the late Father McConnell, late Bishop McConnell, oh, O'Connell. If the church doesn't get hip to the fallen away perspective of the covenant-breaking people of God. Pope Francis gets it. He gets that our society's changed so much in the last couple of generations. We have all sorts of configurations of families now, and we need, we the church, I'm paraphrasing now, need to get hip to it. So you've heard this a million times, but you didn't know by any of the American reportage over the weekend of this unfortunate demise of this Catholic bishop, that he was with the subversive radicals on saying we need to christen sinful, mortally sinful lifestyles in the way that, you know, James Martin says we do, or the German Synodal Way says, or Pope Francis has said many times, you know, we should decriminalize criminal acts uh, in, 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 in God-fearing places. We need to make those God-fearing places less God-fearing like we in the West have done. We need to de- decriminalize what should be criminalized. So he's part of that Pope Francis, German Synodal Way, James Martin cadre. And the American media didn't report it. The Irish media was the first to, and it, you know, hot off the press less than 30 minutes ago. The article continues. At the time, a spokeswoman for the World Meeting of Families said, back four years ago, the wrong version of the video for Parish Session 1 was inadvertently uploaded for a short time, but the correct video is now in its place. From Glanmire in Cork, Bishop O'Connell said the uh, served in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles after his ordination in 1979 at Dublin's All Hallows College. After many years ministry in some of the more disadvantaged parishes of South Los Angeles, he was named an auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles in 2015. The original Bishop O'Connell video attracted the attention of the U.S.-based this is the Irish article now, fundamentalist Catholic church militant website. I I don't think church militant is fundamentalist. I think they are faithful Catholics reporting news factually, which said it, quote, promotes the sin of Skittles. You know what that sin is really called, the long form. Sin of Skittles in an article headed um, Sod Supporters Hijack World Meeting of Families. I remember 
this headline video, by, uh, headline article, by the way. Bishop O'Connell did not attend the World Meeting of Families in Dublin in 2018, although he and a group of 45 people from the L.A. Archdiocese had been on pilgrimage in Ireland days before the event began in Dublin on August 25 that year. Interviewed at the time, O'Connell did not comment on the censoring of his video, but he did say Pope Francis faced a, quote, impossible task on his visit to Ireland for the World Meeting of Families because of the shadow cast by clerical child sex abuse scandals. Remember, this is right after the Summer of Shame. Reflecting on the visit to Ireland of Pope John Paul II in 1979, Bishop O'Connell said, We thought this would be a revival of the Catholic Church in Ireland, which even at that time we needed. Even though the faith and practice were very strong, I don't think that's correct, among many of my peers, my generation was already turning away from the Catholic faith even in the 1970s. Well, I think we know why your generation's your generational peers were turning away from the faith in the 1970s. We were hoping for a revival, he says, and we thought that there would be. But then, of course, there was a scandal and the trust broke, and now we've had stories coming out for a whole generation. It's given everybody who didn't want to go to church anymore a reason to say, I'm over with all that. It's all hypocrisy. There's too much child abuse, abuse of people. For Pope Francis to be able to deal with all these issues in 32 hours, obviously he can't. O'Connell said at the time. Fluent in Spanish, prior to becoming an auxiliary bishop, he attracted much positive attention for his work with African Americans and Hispanic communities, Hispanic American community, if we're using the double title, we should use it, African Americans and Hispanic American communities, I guess, in addressing immigration, unemployment, and South Los Angeles's history of gang violence. Is that... Is that gang violence anyone's fault besides gangs? O'Connell sounds like he would have said, yes, it is everybody else's fault. But I'm, I'm interpolating some. At a press conference following his announcement as auxiliary bishop, he said, I can walk around the streets of South LA and have done so for many years where there's violence and shootings and I don't feel the slightest bit of anxiety, but I come in here today and I'm shaking in my boots. That's... Um, in retrospect, a sad, a sad statement because he, he, he died at the hands of some sort of gun violence. We don't know if it was gang gun violence. That seems unlikely since he was in his home. It's possible, though. There was no forced entry there. No, no forced entry. I'm gonna, there is a story uh, that has broken about a, a suspect has been arrested in the investigation into the murder of Cork Bishop, Corkborn Bishop. Irishman in Los Angeles. Do we know that suspect's name? We're waiting. It's supposed to be out in a little bit. Because he is arrested, mm -hmm. the suspect. Uh, O'Connell was also a liberal in Catholic church terms as far back as 2002, when in a Los Angeles Times profile, he said, quote, women should be ordained and clergy should be able to marry. So there is the money shot. This means that he's part of the... German Synodal Way agenda, whether or not he's a, a, a member, he's not a German bishop, but he's part of the, the ideological profile of commitments that would be consonant with the German Synodal Way, that would be consonant with the Sankt Gallen Mafia who elected Francis and, and have controlled the agenda of Francis. He wants very pro-body, priests to be able to marry. He wants women ordained, women to be deacons and eventually priests. And this same group wants Skittles rights so that eventually what, what they're really going for, if you combine these three ideologies, which will all be presumably done between this October and next October, is that you could have a, a, a Skittles priest in the Roman Catholic Church out and proud married to another Skittles priest in the Roman Catholic Church. That's really what I think is the end game. Liz Yor thinks that that's the end game. Lots of folks that understand the Gallen agenda, the Sankt Gallen Mafia, they think that's the agenda. These guys, not necessarily O'Connell, but the guys that this proposition stands for, they want women ordained, very pro-body, married priests, Skittles marriage, uh, and be able to be out and proud as a Roman Catholic priest so that 
one man could marry another openly, one priest could marry another openly. I think I think that's the end game. I mean, I, you guys know if you're a viewer of Rules for Retrogrades with any regularity, you know that's strongly what has been evidenced to be the end game of this synodal process. It's the explicit express endgame of the German synodal way, which seems to be coming into focus in the synod on synodality. On the issue of clerical abuse and its cover-up, here's another radical position the late Bishop O'Connell had. He said that, quote, if there had been some parents in there running things, none of this would have ever happened in the clergy. So he wants clergymen not only to be married, but them to be married with kids, even if, if you're a Skittles priest, this means you would adopt, right? Because of the uh, uh, you know, violations of natural law and the impossibility of childbearing. Um, this would involve adopted kids. He thinks, he thinks that Skittles adoption of, let's say, young boys, I'm, I'm, I'm extrapolating a little bit, would prevent child abuse from happening. It wouldn't create child abuse from happening, as all the numbers strongly suggest. It would prevent that. That's, that's strange, if priests could be parents. At the time of the 1992 Los Angeles riots, in which over 60 people died following the brutal beating of Rodney King by police, then Father O'Connell was in Washington, D.C., giving evidence about violence in urban America to a committee of Congress. He returned to L.A. to find widespread destruction of his parish. He and other local faith leaders held meetings with sheriffs and members of the LAPD in people's homes to build trust. Violent deaths began to decrease. In recent years, he had been chairman of the church's Southern Californian Immigration Task Force, which helped coordinate a response to the influx of migrants from Central America. He's a big immigrant uh, pro-immigrant guy, pro-open borders guy. This is the picture of a radical. He was also chairman of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Subcommittee on the Catholic Campaign for Human Development. Oh, I didn't see that until now. I'd read this whole article aside from that. So he was a chairman of the USCCB's subcommittee on the CCHD. Whoa. Well, I, I'm, I'm not acting here. I'm not an actor, so I couldn't. Uh, I'd read everything else before this. I didn't see that last sentence. So strong, strong radical. Uh, radical leftist is uh, Bishop David O'Connell. He's an auxiliary. Uh, remember, I was out of the Diocese of Fresno, which falls under the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. And so I I'm, was familiar with these uh, four auxiliaries. Bishop Barron, remember, was one of the auxiliaries in the L.A. area who serve under Archbishop Gomez in, you know, the Los Angeles Archdiocese. So, you know, this is relevant as an ex-Californian, as an ex-Southern Californian. He was an auxiliary of my archdiocese. And pray for his soul, as always. Pray for his soul. The story about the suspect in this shooting is supposed to be coming up. So we, we kind of jumped right on it as soon as this Irish Times article, liberal, arch, uh, bi liberal Bishop David O'Connell shot dead in Los Angeles, supported same-sex parents and ordination of women by Patsy McGarry. As soon as this came off the press, I was like, well, I'll, I'll go live on that because we've been trying to figure out who this guy was, David O'Connell. Pray for his soul. We hope he can get to heaven. Um, unfortunately, he looks like a strong radical leftist in the church. But we'll, we'll pray for the repose of his soul. And is there any story? Um, looks like from um, an article that I was reading a little bit earlier, uh, I guess there's supposed to be a, a, a press conference sometime today, but it looks like they the, the police had released that it w that was not a forced entry, the suspect is a male, and that somehow the suspect is related to a woman who has had access to the bishop's home. Okay, so that's unforced entry. So it doesn't look like uh, some gangbanger broke in there and killed him. He was killed in his bedroom, right? Was he in his yes. bed? Yeah. He was in his bed in his bedroom, we think. Mm -hmm. uh, again, 
this is all breaking. So if there's some misreportage or if I accidentally, uh, I'm, I'm not a journalist, right? Commentator. So I if I read that, if you want, yeah, read that. Go ahead and read that, please. I'll just go ahead and read the um, the article here on Yahoo News, and it said that um, a suspect has been arrested in the fatal shooting of Bishop David O'Connell of Los Angeles, who was killed in his home. Um, California-based auxiliary bishop was shot dead on Saturday afternoon with law enforcement announcing the arrest of a suspect on Monday. Law enforcement responded to the home following an emergency medical call at around 1 p.m. on Saturday and discovered the Roman Catholic bishop wounded by a gunshot. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Um, law enforcement said Bishop O'Connell was found dead in his bed with one gunshot wound, according to the Los Angeles Times. He lived alone in a home owned by the archdiocese. Neighbors said they didn't hear any gunshots or any other usual unusual sounds before the emergency call services arrived. Several members of law enforcement said no signs of forced entry have been found and that the killing isn't thought to be random. Um, okay, so the suspect is linked to a woman with access to the home. One member of law enforcement said the suspect is a man who, has, who was detained in Torrance and is linked to a woman who had access to the home. Um, the big question is, Assuming that this suspect is, has been rightfully fingered, which you can't, of course, necessarily assume, but the suspect is linked to a woman who had access to the home. How is he linked? Right? Is this her brother? Is this her friend? Is this a guy that was stalking the woman as she went to, I don't know, clean his home or something? Was it the cleaning lady? We, we simply don't know. But it, it feels, and this is just a hunch, the reportage not necessarily the facts of the case. The reportage feels highly reminiscent of the Paul Pelosi case. Now, the facts might be totally unlike, totally dissimilar to the Paul Pelosi case. But my initial hunch here is, wow, the reporting is really guarded about this guy, which I'm sure that, you know, Bishop O'Connell's friends would like to say, oh, this... This is a totally random shooting. Well, the police are saying this is not a totally random shooting. This is not a B&E. No breaking and entering. This is not a, a robbery. It's, it's, a, it's the worst kind of violent crime. God repose the late Bishop O'Connor's soul. He got shot, I think, in the chest just once, and it killed him. God, God bless him, permit him into heaven. But it's not a random shooting. It's by someone who knew him. So the question is, was it someone who knew him who was trying to rob him? Sometimes people get robbed by people they know, or is it a crime of some sort of personal passion? That could even be multi-categorizational. Or is it something we haven't thought of yet? To me, it feels like the underreportage, the initial underreportage of the Paul Pelosi case in, you know, in, in D.C., uh, where there was a man inside the home who had hit him nearly to death, over the head with a hammer. And they're really trying to keep that on ice. I, I, I want to know. I'm kind of trying to dawdle, which I don't normally do. I don't mind having a quick video, but I'm kind of trying to dawdle to see if this profile of the suspect who they have in custody will break. People in chat are noting the same thing. They're saying that it's odd that they're, they've arrested someone and they're being very close to the hip about it. Also, I was curious, uh, when I was researching for the show today, I, I was just Google map, I just plugged in the coordinates that they said that this uh, the event occurred, occurred. They didn't give the actual address of the home, but they gave the block. It was right across the street from St. John Vianney Catholic Church. So I wonder if that if he was in some way associated with, with that church. In Torrance? Uh, in Hacienda Heights. Oh, in Hacienda Heights. Okay. So Angelino's out there. What's up? You guys, you know, look, I'm a native Angelino. I was born, I mean, you guys might not know, I was born in Thousand Oaks, California, in Ventura County, not far from Agora Hills and a little bit closer to lovely Santa Barbara than the rest of the LA area. And my parents are both Angelinos, grew up in the Los Angeles area. So, so we're all lamenting that such a horrible thing would happen to one of our own Catholic bishops even if he was, uh, you know, a radical, we just, we pray for this guy to get into heaven. Remember that. But that doesn't mean, you know, we, 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 it's kind of like trust yet verify, pray yet we need to dig in and, and figure out what happened because this is fishy as hell.
This is fishy as hell. Reminds me of the reportage, at least, of, of the Paul Pelosi case. Will the facts substantiate more likenesses by, by fact pattern to the Pelosi case? Time will tell. Did you see something there breaking? Um, somebody in chat is mentioning that KACL News um, is local and has the video. But also, when I was reading the Irish Times article, I don't know if this stood out to you, but it stood out to me. It's almost as if they're already trying to preempt, which was, which is what they've been doing on the news in general lately. Anytime there's a shooting, they always try to say, oh, this has got to be some radical conservative that is lashing out against this poor bishop for his more liberal views in the Catholic Church. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I would. I would beg to differ, Steffi. I don't think that's what it is because they're admitting that he's linked to him. So, if they're admitting he's linked to him, this means that it's going to be a personal crime. What what you know, criminal lawyers call a personal crime. Um, it could just be some some helper of a helper. You know, the the cleaning lady. Let's say this is just a hypothetical. This isn't the fact now. Could be the lady that had access to the late Bishop O'Connell's home was the cleaning lady. That seems plausible enough, though it's a hypothetical. And it could be her kind of helper that helps her. Followed her there and was trying to steal money from him. Purely hypothetical now. Bishop O'Connell found him and he shoots him dead. It could be something like that. That's not super personal. That doesn't, that's not what we say personal. It doesn't sound like a soap opera. This does happen as someone who studied the criminal law. But more likely than that, there's some maybe partly attenuated but partly real personal connection. And that's what we're waiting to see. How personal was the connection? It's probably not some hate crime because some guy in L.A. was like a traditionalist or something and was mad about... Bishop O'Connell's radical views. I, that, that's that's highly implausible. I don't, I don't think that's even the way they're pushing this out. I think they're just giving us a character profile on him. It looks like um, some people in chat are saying that it was um, that KACL interviewed a neighbor of the suspect and an, um, an older man, and he said that the wife worked for the bishop. Also, I just saw an article just now that said that um, the morning of the arrest, it was an hours hours long standoff in Torrance. Um, with the suspect, and he, I guess he was armed and barricaded, and he was taken into to, to custody after, I guess, an hours-long standoff somewhere in Torrance. Huh. So people are speculating this might be the husband of the cleaning lady or something? That's very strange, if that's the case. Now, don't Take it on our this, look. This is why we do commentary, not journalism. We're just we're just trying to wait for uh, some sort of sort of up or down on any of these official facts, and you know may, maybe we're just not gonna we're not gonna be on long enough to uh, for the story to have completed processing. But that's very odd if that's the case. And everything I'm saying today, aside from the ideological profile of the late Bishop O'Connell has a big if asterisk attached to it. That is odd though. If there's a cleaning lady and her husband goes and murders O'Connell, that's just very strange. You know? I mean a cleaning lady or a some sort of helper woman, some sort of assistant to the bishop, if she's married, she's doing this for some extra bucks, probably to work for the church, might presumably be Catholic. Why would the husband be involved at all? This is very strange. And like I say, I don't know yet. Don't jump to conclusions. But the strange withholding of 75, 80% of the facts just makes me feel really Paul, how I felt when I heard the Paul Pelosi case. Has anybody else noticed that um, in, the, in the news cycle these days that it, used, it felt like many years ago, like five years ago, anytime something like this had happened in the news, we had a great deal more information right away. Yeah. And now it seems like a lot of these journalistic outfits, they're really 
guarding information. They're like letting just a little bit out. It's taking much longer to get just basic facts on some of these big cases. I've noticed this not in just in, in these sorts of things, but across just the board. across, the, across board the board on big stories. There used to be far more information coming out way more quickly. Now it, everything is trickling out and we don't get the big picture if we get it at all. Agreed. Odd. Well, pray for the repose of Bishop David O'Connell's soul. We want him to go to heaven. We want as many people to go to heaven as is possible. If it, it, it's, it's a bit morbid, like, subscribe, uh, click the notification bell on this video. And on an unrelated note, tomorrow is the first free class on how to write your own homeschool self-curriculum or how to make your own homeschool class. Four classes each Tuesday. Go to timothyjgordon.com and get registered for that. Lots of people have been waiting for this class. We meant to start it three weeks ago, and we've had a crazy early 2023, as it's always crazy at the Gordon household, and uh, you can go and register for that for free. There are still spots. We only have 500 spots, and they're, they're all going to fill up. Yeah. Um, somebody's reporting that this the LA Sheriff is actually speaking right now, so I don't know if you wanted to hang yeah, on. Yeah, I'll, I'll hang out. I'll hang out. Um, I wonder if... Why don't you guys ask some Tim, Tim some random questions here you in know, the chat, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about whatever. We'll Open take mic. chats. Um, I, also, is there like a live feed for LA Sheriff that we could get Let me happening? Look. Again, I mean... There are going to be people out there that are saying, why cover the ideological angle in this? First off, as someone that was in the archdiocese of this bishop, now deceased bishop, it's always important that we know who this leader was. You know, when you hear something horrible's happened, first thing, pray, prayers go up. Second thing, who was this person who got killed? Third thing is, what is who this leader was mean about the faithful. And that's why it's completely relevant to say, wow, he's an LA auxiliary bishop. Um, bishop Barron used to be one until a couple months back. And all the other ones besides him, I, asso I associated with radicalism, though I didn't know them by name. Bishop Barron obviously is not a, a radical leftist by any stretch, but uh, it's important because whether or not the radical, subversive nature of Bishop O'Connell's uh, ideological perspective had anything to do with his shooting, he's, he's not going to be replaced. Previously stated, yeah. uh, my heart uh, grieves. Um, although I personally did not know the bishop, this is the uh, I cannot tell you how this many is the sheriff's live remarks right now over the last 48 hours of people who have worked with him in different capacities. And uh, this man, this bishop, made a huge difference in our community. He was loved. And uh, and it's and it's very sad that we're gathered here today uh, to talk about his murder in this way. Um He's been a pillar in our community, known as a peacemaker, a passion, a passion for serving those in need. And, and you'll hear more about that as uh, other uh, partners of mine that are here beside me will get up and talk. Uh, I do want to spend a Let's couple of minutes murder, here you know? uh, because I don't want this to be overshadowed. Um, as tragic as it is to be talking about the murder of Bishop O'Connell, um, our detectives for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, our homicide detectives, our major crimes uh, detectives, and everyone else involved did an amazing job. If you look at the way I laid this story out, it was nonstop work. Uh, there's uh, people around me who haven't slept, um, and I really applaud them for their uh, professionalism, uh, and, and I got to tell you, I, I couldn't be more proud of them as I'm reporting their good work uh, to all of you uh, today. But as I stated earlier, um, it, I, I, we wanted to wait a little bit more to give you as much detailed information as we could, but there is information that unfortunately uh, 
We will not give out in detail at this time what? because the next step is to present all of the evidence that we have gathered wow. and try to get a criminal prosecution on Medina. That's so weird. Medina sure, is the guy's um, name? That's weird, dude. Uh, that's known. Uh, keeping uh, the integrity of this investigation is a priority. And uh, like I said, we'll... Uh, I'm going to open it up to questions here after all of my partners speak. This is weird. But, um, we'll be very disciplined about what we can answer or not. That's weird. Um, there's odd. also another factor. I talked about the the excellent work by our homicide detectives. We don't care. Uh, I don't. Give us the details. I, I don't think I'd be standing in front of you uh, within 48 hours of this crime if it wasn't for the members of our community who came forward and helped us along the way and gave us tips. Uh, when we talk about the fact that we're more effective as a department reducing crime in partnership with the community, uh, this is a perfect example. All right, even the dog uh, catcher is a politician now, right? We from different locations that gave us uh, information that helped us solve this crime and uh, they will continue to do so. But at the same time, I urge anybody that has more information uh, about anything they may know uh, about uh, Medina, any of his activities, to please come forward. Uh, and, and as other uh, speakers talk about uh, Bishop, the Bishop, uh, you'll, you'll see why we need to do this as a community uh, to move forward with uh, his uh, legacy. Uh, so with that, uh, I will turn it over uh, to the next speaker. Uh, our state senator, and then again, I'll come back up here. To oh, this was his. This was his dog walker, Medina, the man who suspected of killing him, walked his dog for him. Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Senator Bob Archuleta, and let me begin hmm. by offering my condolences from the governor, my colleagues in Sacramento, everyone in the county of Los Angeles, throughout this state, and in reality, throughout the nation. The calls are coming in. As you will hear later from those that will be speaking, the calls will continue. He has touched all of us. Our bishop, and I say our bishop, your bishop, because in my community of Pico Rivera, he served uh, at St. Hillary's. He served in Long Beach. He served uh, throughout this county. Everywhere he went, whether it be in East Los Angeles or here in the suburbs, wherever it was, uh, the bishops touched everyone. And I know that each and every one of you that are here today realize that Bishop O'Connell has touched you as well. And my personal story is I went to Salesian High School. We don't need a his personal story. High School in East Los Angeles. This is weird, man. You, yeah, go ahead. You you talk. We don't need it. This guy's okay. personal so, story. So Medina, I'm sorry. Medina is not the suspect. Medina uh, lives a couple houses down from the possible suspect. Uh, he's a neighbor, Francisco Medina, who lives two houses down from the possible suspects. And he said dozens of squad cars rushed his usually quiet block in Torrance. This is in Torrance. Around 4.15 a.m. this morning. Police arrested the suspect early Monday in O'Connell's brutal Saturday murder, but did not immediately name him. I, a murder is always brutal, right? But why are they calling it brutal? Is there some facts we don't know about it? I thought it was one gunshot wound to the chest. We pray for him, but that, that sounds strange. The standoff lasted a few hours, and neighbor, non-suspect, but neighbor, neighbor Medina, 74 years old, said he heard cops shout the suspect's first name into his home saying, Carlos, come outside. We still don't have a name for the suspect. The suspect's wife was the bishop's dog walker, according to Medina. So the woman is the dog walker. Medina probably attended a dog walker too once with him, who said the alleged killer also occasionally walked the cleric's dog. Medina said the suspect specifically told him once that the dog belonged to the bishop and that his wife took care of the dog. Carlos also told Francisco his wife had worked for the bishop for at least a decade. To me, he was a good guy, Medina said. This is a horrible reporting by New York Post. He told me he used to work for a popcorn factory a long time ago, but then he got hurt. 
Another neighbor who only wanted to be identified as Brittany. Well, none of these neighbors are going on record. This is not, it's not a gangland murder. Why are people not going on record? Another neighbor who wanted to only be identified as Brittany told the Post the suspect had been especially chatty last week. It's definitely a shock because I didn't think this of him, Brittany said. I'd see him here all the time, working on his truck, organizing things and planting. He was always around, so I, didn't, I don't think he worked. Every time you would see him, his wife was not too far away. O'Connell... 69, was gunned down in his own home Saturday just before 1 p.m. The Irish native and beloved clergyman was shot in the upper torso, authority said, and pronounced dead at the scene. Early indications showed no sign of forced in- entry into the Catholic Archdiocese's owned home, law enforcement sources told the Los Angeles Times. A motive for the murder has not been established. Should we go back to the live Yeah, go back to it. Let's see if there's anything. Where the bishop is visited... Very strange. You're listening to the live press conference about the shooting right now. The clergy bringing other priests together, bringing families together, gang members together. He brought everyone together. He was truly man of the cloth. But he did something that we don't hear of very much anymore. Reaching out to bringing people together in a peaceful way. When the gang units were ready to fight, father was there. The bishop was there. It's a, it's a calling, and he answered that calling. So today, all of us have come together, and I personally would like to say thank you to Sheriff Luna. Thank you to the homicide unit. I personally served on the Montebello Police Department, and I know what a detective unit can do when they set their mind to it, and they went after it. This so is strange. those in that unit, this God bless strange. you for what you did nonstop. And as we heard, some of the men and women have not slept at all because they were not going to let this day go by without apprehending that suspect and making sure he brought the justice. So the team here in L.A. County, the county sheriff's department, everyone, the coroner's office, this was a team effort. Okay, we don't care. This don't together care. today. So I, again, I'd like to thank you all for being here to acknowledge someone who I believe has touched every one of us here throughout the state, the county, and it's certainly the, the city of Los Angeles. So once again, uh, Chief Luna, thank you to your team. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you. I'm Senator Bob Archuleta. I appreciate oh, you being here just today. Get to the okay, now, wait, mute it again. There is a mistake of fact by the New York Post article I just read. Medina might be the person of interest. And I serve as Supervisor Hilda Solis' Justice Deputy. I'm here on her behalf to share her remarks. The supervisor, if you don't know, represents the first district, which includes Hacienda Heights, where unfortunately, Auxiliary Bishop David O'Connell was brutally killed. These are her remarks. I am deeply saddened and my heart broke when I heard of the news that my friend's life was senselessly taken away from all of us, his family, his parishioners, and the communities he has devoted his life to. I have known Bishop O'Connell since my time in Congress and our friendship continued through my tenure as President Obama's Secretary of Labor and as LA County Supervisor. I have been a recipient of the uh, okay. bishop's blessing. I, I don't care yeah, about that is, that, this is They're the eulogizing him. This is it's not his funeral. Oh, we're, we're praying for him. That's appropriate. But listen to this story. Now, so there is between uh, ABC 13, Los Angeles. They're saying Medina is the person of interest, uh, 65 years old. They're saying Medina is the husband of the housekeeper who previously worked at the residence. Um Whereas the New York Post article I just read to you five minutes ago said Medina lives two houses down from the person of interest. So there's, there's a problem here with the reportage. One, one of these two outlets is wrong. And the facts are very strange. Listen to this. See, when, when those of you are out there going, oh, yeah, Tim, you're jumping to conclusions. How do you say the reportage is so fishy? Why would you even say that, man? Here's, here's my answer. Because I was saying it, it brought to my mind shades of uh, the Paul Pelosi case. Bishop David O'Connell was found in the room of a home with a gunshot wound to the upper torso. Well, <laughs> all home. If you're in a home, you're in a room. Why would you say the room? Didn't you? You we'd found in an earlier story bedroom. That's sounding fishier. Okay. 
the room of a home. That's what I mean by fishy. That's what I mean by Paul Pelosi. What are they covering up? I don't know. The 69-year-old who was a priest and later a bishop in L.A. for 45 years was pronounced dead at the scenes. At the scene. Okay, go ahead. Let's try that one. Uh, here's some other woman talking. Let's see what she has to say. Our L.A. Sheriff's Department homicide detectives for their round-the-clock work. Oh, boy. Here we go. this investigation, and we're grateful that they were able to make the arrest so quickly. Bishop O'Connell was also a longtime friend of mine. Why are all press conferences like that where it's just like rounds of people congratulating themselves for doing their jobs? The dog catcher now. In South LA. And he and I uh, worked on, as Senator Archuleta said, uh, working with gang members, working with the community. He was known to walk among the people. He uh, reached out to gang members, he reached out to the homeless, he reached out to the transients, uh, he was the help of the helpless and uh, the hope of the hopeless. And he knew that serving God meant serving man, and especially the most vulnerable in our society. Um, he devoted himself to supporting immigrants, not only making sure that they had food and shelter, but even helping immigrant children, unaccompanied minors, get into Catholic schools, and he helped them get into college. His heart was boundless. Um, the Catholics of Los Angeles have lost an incredible leader, Archbishop. Uh, we mourn with you, Hold on, even pause those this. of us who pause this. Uh, are Protestants. Uh, we turn it down. Uh, the love huh. of, That's uh, fine. Bishop Here we go. Let me. Here we go. Hello and welcome to KCAL News at noon and streaming on CBS News Los Angeles. I'm Amy Johnson. Medina had Los been heard Angeles making comments that the bishop no owed him money. Was killed in his Hacienda Heights home on Saturday. KCAL News reporter Rena Nakano is live in Torrance, where police found the suspect. Rena. Yeah, we spoke to a neighbor who told us that around 11 p.m., that's when all of the action started in front of his home. And then that kind of simmered off after a lot of the sheriff's deputies left. But they are back here right now. Take a look. A lot of detectives in front of the front home. That is where we are told He's that the suspect lived there with his wife and roommate. So backtracking, let's give you the timeline. At around I want this timeline. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I don't want to be on for a two-hour stream. This is, that's this is Jose Gomez. Gomez. This is Bishop Gomez. To Los Angeles. Out, out of his love for God, he served this city for more than 40 years as an immigrant from Ireland. And I would say that among the many things that I admired in his life and ministry was that he, he was fluent in Spanish with an Irish accent. <laughs> Every day he worked to show compassion to the poor, to the homeless, to the immigrant, and to all those living on society's margins. He was a good priest and a good bishop and a man of peace. And we are very sad to lose him. I'm sad too. Let's get some facts. I'm very grateful to Sheriff Luna and to his investigative team <clears throat> for their hard work. In bringing a suspect into custody. So on behalf to the entire Catholic community. We want to express our gratitude for the Sheriff's Office, for their professionalism and sensitivity. S sorry, Bobby. It's a sad and painful moment for all of us. Thank you again for your concern and good coverage. <clears throat> please, let's keep praying for the bishop and his family. Definitely pray for, for the bishop. We're waiting for the questions afterward, if you're wondering. Um, 
This is Archbishop Gomez. Or law enforcement officials, and they continue the investigation. And let us pray for our great city. Thank you very much. I'm a bottom line guy. I don't try to be impatient. I, um, it's not completely worthless to hear from the Archbishop, but I, I just want to establish the facts. Uh, here, mute that, Stevie. Um, here, listen to this. Here's the timeline. There was some stroke. That activity started, we're told by this neighbor. And then at around midnight, he says he saw the roommate come out with his hands up and detectives began searching the home but did not find the suspect. Then he says at around 3 a.m., he believes he saw the suspect pull into the driveway in his blue Honda. And that's when he says the SWAT teams began assembling in front of. I thought it was the timeline for the actual murder. This is strange. These are the questions. Very critical to our investigation. I was told he he was in bed. Is that the case? That's correct. He was in bed. Yes, sir. He didn't want to say he was in bed, though. Not at this time, but that's a question that we have as well. That will uh, go towards hopefully the motive of this horrendous crime. Yes. I am not certain of any dispute. Um, I know in my uh, remarks uh, in regards to the question um, about a potential dispute that that's something that came up uh, from one of the witnesses. But as all of you know, Uh, Our investigation continues, which means interviewing multiple witnesses to find out and get a better picture of uh, what happened here. So what, I mean, what, shed any light on on what led to the shooting? Uh, Not at this time, but we intend to find out. You indicated that that he had done, the suspect had done work for the bishop in and around the property. Did he know the bishop personally, or was the only connection, as far as you know, through his wife? Those are things that we're still trying to find out, but based on what I know at this time, uh, the suspect uh, had been at the bishop's house before doing work. Uh, So there was some kind of a, maybe a working relationship, but we're still trying to figure out what that relationship was. That's weird. I'm not standing here in front of you telling you it's a dispute over money yet. It's something that we've heard uh, to this point. And that is something that the detectives will go out and validate and see if it's true or not. Has the suspect's wife been able to give you or shed any light about anything related to either motive or actions that he had or interactions with the bishop at all? The detectives are absolutely uh, interviewing her. Um, As far as we know at this time, uh, she's been fully cooperative uh, and assisting the detectives with all the information they have thus far. Did the suspect work at the bishop's house that day or when was the last time he worked there? Uh, I don't have that information in front of me. I I don't believe it was that day, uh, but as we look at this and ask questions, we'll figure out at what point was he working there in the past. Why you know yet that day? Uh, she was not working on that day. Eric, do you know yet? So because of this relationship, and we talked about no forced entry into the home. You guys are saying, did he get entry into the home with key that they had, or how did he get into the home? So the question is, uh, how do we know there was no forced entry? Uh, At this point, we have no evidence of forced entry, um, like a burglary or anything of that nature. But those are things that we'll look at. How he uh, exactly got in there, that's what the detectives need to start piecing together. But you can't say whether he had access to a key or something like that at this point? As I stand here in front of you right now, I, I do not know that, but we intend to find out. Could charges be filed against the housekeeper? Uh, I think at this point, early on in the investigation, I think anything's a possibility. Thank you for that. Good thing you stayed up all night to say that. (laughs) Working around the clock to say anything's a possibility. This is weird. I have not heard that, so there's no way for me to verify what you just stated. That's a good question. Yes, the detectives have spoken to her and she is cooperating with the investigation. 
Sheriff, um, speaking about this, the suspect's wife, was she employed privately by the, the bishop or was she employed by the archdiocese? And are you able to release her name? Uh, I don't have that right now in front of me. That'll be a follow-up that we uh, we can get back to you on. Good you had a question over here. Charges, any and all that may be filed at this point? We're still putting that together. When we just arrested this guy at 8.15 this morning. So the detectives are, are going to work hard, and today's a holiday, so we'll get there. Two more questions. Do you have a date of birth for the suspect? I, I realize it's a holiday, so we're trying to... I can tell you the suspect is 65 years old. I do not have a birthday here in front of me. The bishop was 69. Sabemos que es latino, pero no sé de cuál país de cuál país vino. Hey, be polite. Come on. Okay, muchas gracias. Thank you all for your. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am, please. Uh, thank you, Sheriff, and I want to thank um, everyone. Uh, but my heart is broken. I can't can't believe the last time. Oh, just like another woman, just speaking like a political hack up here, just like taking the mic. There's women go. women talking about things they think they're supposed to say about hearts and and brokenness. I, I mean, we're look, we're all praying for uh, the late Bishop O'Connell. Sincerely, uh, I'm you know my family will pray for him later. We need facts now. We don't need more people bloviating about feelings. According to a neighbor at the Kenwood Avenue residence in Torrance, Torrance is a largely Hispanic community in uh, South L.A. Authorities arrived at the house where the person of interest lives with his wife and a roommate. Oh, he lives there with his wife and a roommate at about 11. The neighbor told KCAL News at about midnight, the roommate came out of the house with his hands up and detectives then entered the residence in search for the unidentified person of interest. Around 3 a.m., the suspect arrived home and went inside, according to the neighbor, and may have been in the back bedroom of the front house. Around 6 a.m., other people on the property, which contained three units, evacuated through a chain-link fence at the back of the property. Person of interest, who we now know is uh, the housekeeper's wife, this is Carlos Medina, uh, 65 years old, came out as SWAT officers were preparing to enter the house. He is the husband of Bishop O'Connell's housekeeper. And, and there's a good question. Does the diocese pay for this housekeeper or was Bishop O'Connell paying her? According to uh, Sheriff Robert Luna, who we just heard from, who said that the suspect had previously done work at the bishop's home as well as during a press conference on Monday. Others were allowed to re-enter their homes around 9 a.m. Neighbor Luis Lopez says he believes the individual's wife worked for the bishop for about a decade. About a decade. They have a long-standing relationship. I'm not going to assume that Bishop David O'Connell was defrauding his, uh, you know, petite, petite workers. I, I, I'm sure he wasn't. So a dispute over money seems very odd. I'm sure he wasn't stiff. I, I would guess he's not. He, he cares for the poor and immigrants. He's not going to defraud a, a petite worker of his. And, and especially one that had worked for him for 10 years or more. He's not your average suspect, said Luis Lopez, a neighbor. He looks like your average grandpa. He looked like he wouldn't hurt a fly. Wow. So it was 1 p.m. Saturday. On the 1500 block of Janlu Avenue in Hacienda Heights, according to L.A. Sheriff's Department, court, arriving deputies found a man suffering from a gunshot wound to the chest. He was pronounced dead at the scene. And, of course, they announced that they're... Wow, that's that's strange. I'm looking at stuff, and I mean the story's developing. But I stand by everything I said at the top of the episode, where I was like, "Look, the reportage alone is strange. A murder is always strange." Okay, here. So here's the the conclusory thought: A murder is always strange. A murder is always sad. A murder is always devastating for the people 
most immediately involved and, and the you know next to kin in the case of a leader the followers you know the the people under the pastoral care of this bishop uh, uh, David O'Connell we hope he goes to heaven we pray for him but it's strange it's rendered 10 times stranger when the reporting of the story by CBS ABC NBC all the outlets together with the uh, LA sheriff together with the um, the actual reporters on the scene who are asking standard questions. This happened on Saturday. It was a gunshot wound. They pretty much figured out it was the housekeeper's husband within 24 hours, and they had a standoff. They got him out of there. There's whispers that there was a dispute over money. That seems really strange because Bishop O'Connell is a big pro-poor pro immigrant guy. So he's not going to defraud, presumably, a you know low middle income immigrant or son of an immigrant. You know the Hacienda Heights and Torrance area is uh, heavily Hispanic. So this just isn't adding up. Also, what caught my eye and won't get any less strange is um, the strange reporting in some news outlets, at least one or two, that said that he was found in the room of a house. Well, all houses, if you're in a house, you're in one of its rooms. Other outlets are more accurately specifically reporting this as a bedroom of the house. That starts sounding like something that they're trying to be delicate with, that he was killed in a bedroom. That's always a little fishy, right? Also, uh, Sheriff Luna uh, was thanked several times by Archbishop Gomez for his delicacy in handling this case. Well, sheriff reporting a homicide is always supposed to be delicate. It sounds like they're saying things that they're trying not to say. Why is extra delicacy needed? Look, it's sad. It's horrifying. He's a cleric. He's a one. Of, he stands in the sandals of the apostles. So this is the last thing we want. Pray for. Bishop O'Connell. But why is extra delicacy needed? And why is extra delicacy operative here? I don't understand, and neither should you. It feels in the sheriff's treatment of it and some of the news outlets, it feels Paul Pelosi-ish. That's all I'm saying. That's just the coverage. That doesn't mean I haven't seen a single thing that the Bishop O'Connell has done necessarily that sounds paul pelosi ish but the coverage sounds really strange okay all right do we think there's anything else let's let's close up shop here i'll bet you a a big info dump comes out tonight and early first part of tomorrow just pray for bishop o'connell please pray for him please pray he goes to heaven um you know he's this man went to his particular judgment not two full days ago, two, two days ago. And all of us need prayers when we go to our particular judgment. So we already said it, our Father, let's say a Hail Mary in closing. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen, to the seed of wisdom, most blessed Virgin Mary, please urge mercy, forgiveness on your Son as this man, Bishop O'Connell, stands before him. And this particular judgment. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Very weird. I had a, I had a strong inclination that, it, that the press conference would be weird, and it was. Why would the husband of a decade-long, allegedly decade-long, Worker, why would the suspected killer, as the husband of a longtime petite employee or worker, dog walker, housekeeper, allegedly, of Bishop O'Connell, turn a gun on him in the bedroom? These are all the alleged facts now. Even in the stories I was reading you, they were mixing up the names. They're mixing up the name of a neighbor of the suspect and the suspect himself. So it's all very early and they're really sitting on the facts. 
let's wait and see how this thing develops, but wait prayerfully. As always, we close praying for all of the sons of Christianity, especially Bishop O'Connell. God bless you all. Deus Volt. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb.